Hello and welcome to this episode of the Lehigh Valley with Love podcast. I'm your host, George Wacker, and today we're talking with Wyatt Moore and Tyler Stout. While the duo lives in Wisconsin and California now, respectively, they met in Whitehall High School and they created the film club there. They went on to get film scholarships uh, and they kept in touch, ultimately making a web series that got picked up by the Fantasy Network and then Spark TV. We talk about how they started their web series, what motivates them, and what is in store for the future. Thank you to our partners, ArtsQuest, Molly's Irish Grill and Sports Pub, and Michael Bernadin with Remax Realty. Your support is what allows us to keep this going. Uh, we have a lot of fun things continually coming, so please get in touch with us. Everything's in the show notes. If you want to see the trailer for their show, it's in the show notes, all that stuff. Uh, thank you again to Wyatt and Tyler. Thanks for reaching out. This is a fun interview. You can also watch the video. Those links are also in the show notes. Let's get to it. We're, we're here today. It's exciting. We have some people from across the country. It's always fun to get some people who come from the Lehigh Valley and, and gone out. So today we are here with co-producers Tyler Stout and Wyatt Moore. They're Whitehall High School grads, and we're going to talk about a new film series that they're that they've released, but they're still currently working on. So here we go, Wyatt and Tyler. Hey guys, hello, hi everybody. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for taking some time. Um, before we get started, let's kind of do an introduction to find like where you guys are in the world because I thought you were both in LA, but it turns out that we're we're in all. I guess we're like traversing oh, yeah. the country today. Yep. So. <laughs> what Getting you're closer in, and uh, closer to the west as you go. Yep. yep. <laughs> What, where are you at in the world tonight? I'm in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Which is unexpected. And Tyler, yes. <laughs> you're out in LA, correct? Correct. Sherman Oaks, California. It's awesome. And um, we're going to watch the trailer first. Well, in, in a second here. But I do want to kind of go into how you guys met. You had mentioned when we were talking through email that it was at Whitehall High School. So how did that did you guys how did you initially meet was it like hanging out in a, in a mattress store uh <laughs> were you at the lehigh valley mall like what what do you do at whitehall when you're when you're in middle school and high school oh you just named two of them right there like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> two of the big ones uh i remember exactly how i met tyler it, mm -hmm. i had recently moved to the area uh, i think it was probably my junior year of high school yeah okay. and yeah, my sophomore year yep and uh, I didn't know anybody, literally nobody. And as I was, I, I met a few people like in class and on the bus and whatnot. And uh, Tyler was just sitting at the lunch table, the people that I met and we hit it off like right away. Mm -hmm. It was like instant. I think that weekend was the first time we hung out and it was a, like a sleepover. And he bought me Wendy's. Uh, and later on that week, I was helping you move or something, and we were at a mattress store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. For people who don't get the joke, like if you're in Whitehall and MacArthur Road, there's like 37 mattress stores. And, and they're always closing all the time. And they never actually close, but they have the you, sign. That says, you can make fun of them, but they're, they're apparently doing well enough to stay open. So... I don't know. What, I've always wondered every time I drive by, there's at least a few of them that say going out of business and they've been going out of business for like 15 years. Yeah, well, I, I think the going something. out of business sale probably revitalizes the <laughs> so vicious cycle. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys, you started the, the film club in Whitehall, in Whitehall High School. Tell me a little bit about that. Like what did that entail? Is it something that clearly you started it? So there wasn't anything like that in the uh, previously and people were interested in it. 
Yeah, people were interested in it more than we had anticipated, really. But I, so I mentioned I moved in the in the middle of uh, high school. Um, where I was going to high school before was in California, and I had taken a film program, and I was in love with it. And then when we moved to uh, Whitehall, there they do have, or they even at the time they had like a, a broadcasting program uh, where okay. they would do like a school TV show every morning, the WZYR News. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> and we both ended up becoming producers and directors on the show. But we just wanted something that we could because YouTube at the time was was like just taking off. Like this so, like tell me, like what what. Okay. Yeah. So 10 years ago. Okay. Yeah. So it's like 2010 or 11 and Mm -hmm. YouTube is just starting to get like, we were, we love like Freddie W and rocket jump studios and stuff like that where people who either have enough film knowledge or just have an enthusiasm for it could use your phone or digital equipment you can get at Best Buy to make professional looking stuff that amazed us. So we wanted to try it. And we started, uh, well, we approached the administration at school and just said, how could we, you know, do something like this and make it a, an official school thing to maybe get resources for it and get other people involved. And uh, they said, just get a petition signed and that'll be fine. And we had, we only needed 15. And at first it was maybe only 15 members or 15 or 20. I think it was exactly, mm-hmm. we stopped at right at 15 just to yeah. get it done. <laughs> Can we have enough? And then, else is allowed to learn yeah. film yeah. <laughs> And then after the... So we did one year of it, and I guess people at first were like, what the hell is that? Who cares? There's already something like that, so whatever. Um, And then we did a film festival at the end of the year with all the work we had been doing. And we were all teaching each other and ourselves and like learning through YouTube videos and stuff. And the next year, we had something like 80 members in the club. The next Mm -hmm. year, like we were supposed to go in the initial like room that we normally met in. Mm -hmm. And we went to go to the first meeting on like the first week of school. I remember I went to the room and I was alone in there. And uh, Tyler and a few other people had to come and get me. They're like, hey, they moved us to the cafeteria because we had too many people. And that blew my mind. Because that's right when, you know, iPhones and and that kind of technology was coming to the point where you could make videos on those devices. And that had to change a lot of what you guys were able to do if if you were interested in it. So what were some of the earlier videos, earliest videos that you did? Well, I remember our first feature we shot on these little like 720p camcorder things uh, with the camera audio (laughs) from those camcorders to record everything. Just point that's all we had to be done. (laughs) Yeah, we had it's like what your Um, parents bought to take you on vacation. mm -hmm, And that mm -hmm, that was a little thing. The viewfinder flips out and you're, you know, (laughs) Uh, that that takes skill to like use something like that (laughs) and make something out of it that people will actually watch and not be like. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> there may have been a little bit of that with the first one. There was we were, probably we were 15, a little bit more yeah. than we want to admit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, so that goes well enough. I mean, how, you guys are then super interested. What happens when you graduate? Did you both have aspirations to continue this type of work? So it wasn't just like, hey, we started a film club, cool hobby. Like, mm-hmm. what what did you guys individually do upon graduation? Uh, we I went to college, uh, Emerson College in Boston to study film, okay. and Wyatt went to Pittsburgh. Yep, I went to Point Park University in Pittsburgh. Um, and we both, because of the film club and what we ended up doing, because we, we talked about the first film festival, and then the second one when we had a, a bigger club with, with uh, more resources and whatnot, more people were interested, um, that, that helped us both get scholarships to go to those schools, which was mm-hmm. incredible. Awesome. Like, wouldn't have been able to go to that school without 
like the work that was done in the film club would have been impossible. I mean, you're kind of you're not very close to each other in Pittsburgh, Boston. Like, do you stay in touch? Like, how do you mm -hmm. continue to do that? Are, are you collaborating while you're funny enough? We were actually, yeah, we, um, <laughs> he flew, this is, I didn't even think about this until you asked the question, but he <laughs> flew to Pittsburgh to be a part of my like senior thesis film. And I flew to Boston to be a part of his. And it was just like so natural the way that we talked about it, that I didn't realize that yeah, we both did that for one another. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we went like, once we graduated, we were pretty inseparable in high school and then we graduated. Yeah. And I think we were both enjoying the ability to sort of have a go in right, new right. environments. Uh, we'd still talk like every, every other day, um, yeah, but we didn't actually sure. hang out again in person sure, until, yeah, my, yeah. until our sophomore years of college. Uh, when we started we both like, look, look, look what I learned. Yeah. 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 yeah the first, the first night we were hanging out again, it was mostly just laptop yep. screens and, and look at this projects. thing I made and this thing I made. And I remember yeah. you came down for just a visit the first time. Mm -hmm. And I had a project that was due for a directing class um, in like <laughs> yeah. a couple of days. And it was the, the goal was to make a one minute video of something like the character has to have a change and you're supposed to direct them into showing that they had some kind of change or something. Okay. And Tyler was there for the weekend. I was like, yeah, let's just do it. And I, we shot a thing where he died and he mm -hmm. became a ghost or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, it was, it was actually a pretty funny clip now that I remember. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny. But yeah. Then we, we uh, started, that was when the little seeds of our next feature film, which um, yep. we don't need to talk too much about, uh, but <laughs> People only remember you, your you successes. Work on, you work on, <laughs> well, I mean, you can't if if, you, if everything works, you know. That, that's suspicious, mm -hmm. you know. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, so what <laughs> happened? Did, did you? Yeah, did you? Did you have some projects along the way that maybe didn't go as planned? Always. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We Always. did another feature film in the middle there. Uh, my junior year of college, or our junior year. Sorry. Um, yeah. Is that like independent? Are you doing it also for credit, or is it kind of like? Uh, that to was a totally independent thing. Yeah. It was like we both had the summer. I mean, we were both working still. I mean, I worked right. all full time all through college, mm -hmm. and um, somehow was able to squeeze in shooting that feature over the summer of our between junior and senior year. And we just <laughs> wanted to swing for the fences. You know, we wanted our big one, but it just you know, it, I will say that what we didn't learn in school and from classes, uh, that movie one hundred percent taught us all mm -hmm. everything else. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that and came like. No, you yeah. go ahead. Well, then, like Wyatt said, he came out to Boston our senior year to help me wrap up my uh, senior thesis. So it, it was kind of intermittent, but we, yeah, we never stopped working together. For sure. All through college. And, um, and we haven't even talked about what we're even going to do. But, like, what are some of your, um, when you're making these films, like, what type of, of films are you guys then creating? Is it always, is it, have you tried different types like uh, I, horror movies? I know this is a lot of science fiction comedy. Yeah. Like, did you do any like rom coms? I don't know. Do you cut your teeth on everything, or does you I will say that we definitely cut our teeth on a, a lot of different stuff. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, so like the the feature film that we made in high school, um, and like the uh, my senior year at Whitehall, it was mm -hmm. a it was a rom com uh, that I directed oh. that we basically shot like I would say we would shoot. We only had like two and a half hours a day to shoot on film club days, which was maybe twice a week. So we shot a feature over the course of eight months shooting for like four hours a week, basically. Um, and we just wrote the story to accommodate the time shift and all that. And it worked. And a lot of stuff, at least for me, that I worked on was either 
rom-com comedy or like maybe dramedy based and how do you um, keep the continuity doing that like everybody's hairstyles are changing you're like you know well we we try your best that's yeah i learned somebody's got a mustache and then they don't (laughs) with the um took the robert rodriguez approach you wrote you write a story for what you already and only have access to so we knew we had a school and teenagers and so what we did is we wrote a story that took place over the course of a school year so people were getting haircuts and their hair was growing and it just made sense because it was being told sort of in real time i guess so mm-hmm. that's how that and worked. shot but, in chronological order which is something yeah. you don't normally do <laughs> yeah but that's actually a great transition because um that was the inventor was our first foray into anything genre at all um and we really did it just for the hell of it because we had done all these mm-hmm. other things and when you're in a film school if anyone who's listening has probably has gone to film school knows this that's a lot of like really deep dramas and really intense thought pieces and whatnot and i was just mm-hmm. burned out from that same yeah <laughs> <laughs> so but it's like you have to do you need to absorb those like core type films and um uh, core memories. Dis- disciplines <laughs> so that you can never have to do them again. Like, Pretty, yeah, cool. that's a great way to put it. So yeah, like when we went to do the inventor, it was basically just, all right, all bets are off. We're just going to mess around. And I guess I I find that I do my best work when I, when we get into that mode, but that's mm-hmm. just me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, film school was very much like, yeah, you, you, you have to go through all the history books and all the stuff that your history teachers tell you are the important movies to learn what kind of movies you want to make. And that sort of when we both graduated, we're both pretty tired of being told that the ones that we wanted to make weren't the ones that we should want to make. So oh, yeah. <laughs> the inventor well, that- kind of came about because we wanted to just work together on something and have fun okay. while we were and doing it. And not be worried about... What's my professor going to think? Oh, mm-hmm. like you, it's like you, there's the peanut gallery in your head whenever you're shooting something. Right. And one teacher's telling you that it, the camera's too high. The other camera or the other teacher's over here is telling you that it's not exposed <laughs> enough. And you're just like, I just want to shut you all up for one t- one project. And that was the inventor. We just went mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. I, well, that's great. It was then kind of we're going to watch the um, the trailer here, but set me up. How then did this come about? Was it? What was the initial thought process? Did you wake up in the middle of the night and jot it down? Like, <laughs> how, how did this, the genesis of it? So I, Tyler and I have both recently moved to Los Angeles, him a couple months ahead of me or like a year mm-hmm. ahead of me or something like that. Something and like that. Um, as soon as I got out there, I was ready. I was like, I want to work, work on something. Like I said, just because I just graduated from college. I'm like, I just want to get something down. Mm-hmm. So I was writing short films that I wanted to do. And I wrote a couple of them. And one of them we were actually able to, to incorporate into season two as an episode, which was pretty cool. Okay. But um, I wrote the inventor as a short film just to, to shoot for fun. And then Tyler actually called me and said, Hey, we might be coming into a little bit of a, like a budget to do some uh, web-based content. And uh, Tyler could probably talk about that, you know, where that came about. Yeah. When we got out here, we wanted a, um, we wanted something to sort of, I moved out here with a bunch of my friends from college I'm a bunch of my production partners from college. And we wanted something to sort of encapsulate all of the stuff that we were going to make. Cause we figured if we all tried, started releasing little short films here and there all over the internet and they just mm-hmm. all popped up in different places, we'd all be in each other's stuff and we'd all work on everybody's stuff. But if it was in different places, 
it would kind of be hard to track and like, you know, we yeah. couldn't really share the rewards. So we wanted to gather everything into one place um, and kind of hit it as like a team effort and share the success if we were lucky enough to yeah, receive any. <laughs> and uh, so we were sort of starting a YouTube channel, like production company thing. And we needed shows because uh, we wanted to do narrative web shows. Sure. And I knew why it is a writing creative machine. So I was like, hey, man, what, what do you got? I need an idea immediately. <laughs> and that's like pretty much how what the phone call went. What do you have in the hat? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. He's like, he basically just calls like, what do you got? And I was like, um, the only thing that came to mind that could be like a series, because that's what he said he wanted. I was like, maybe this thing, the inventor. And I told him about it. And the pitch is simple. It's just three, three roommates living together, like a real mm -hmm. workaholics dude, bro type show. But one of them is a mad scientist. And that's, that's, that's the catch right there. And he's not as good as it, at inventing as he thinks he is, but he's also a genius. So well, here, let's, I got to bring this in. Hey, 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 hey. Right, oh, the hottest gonna, garage gotta, in Los Angeles. Yeah, I'm gonna let you set up. Here. <laughs> this this plays right into it. So what? This is filmed in L.A. Um, yeah. How yep. long ago was, or is this all kind of over a period of time? We filmed this one this season over the summer in in Los Angeles just this last yeah. summer. Here, yep. I'm gonna let this play, and you guys feel free. You don't have to, but uh, as we go. Yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 hey. All right, stop, stop. Tyler's what favorite helmet. About? That fits his head perfectly. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> See, three weeks Our prop master made that helmet. Did have some um, not knowing really the size of Tyler's head, I just told him to guess. So he went with child. child. He went with undeveloped child, I think, was the size of the helmet that he got. Just stop. Let's just, let's do the short version. Okay. All the uh, garage decorating stuff done by our amazing art director and art production artist. Why are um, you sending robots to murder? Ash Page. You, you do have a lot yeah, of props. I know. Oh, yeah. We can talk about that, too, props. but I made him to wash dishes. Yeah, they came from all over, too, which is the cool part. We had a really, really, really great team yeah. on this show. So many great artists helping us. Seriously. I think mean, the last like five stuff. props were made by five different people, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How many people are working on this? Like a dozen? Like, I would say overall total. Maybe ten if different. If I were to do that, I would work on it myself You notice the helmet? Both remotely and also uh, on set. Oh, that's our producer Aaron Moreno hissing. Uh, he was so bad at spying, but so good at murder. That was an improv bit that he did, and uh, yeah. that worked out real well. <laughs> Is Tyler, are you directing all of these? Uh, Wyatt's, here. Yeah, yeah, Wyatt's the director. Okay. Uh, yeah. Did you see I, uh, leave my room? Oh, yeah, I just thought you guys were He produces and he adds yeah, all, no. of, the, gotcha, all gotcha. of the comedy. The guy who does this stuff is usually pretty it's my good. my cameo at, as a scientist. He's not. So he does mess up a lot. But he are, you pull out, are these local the actors or kind of like friends? Like you said, it's all... Yeah, they're either friends, local actors, or if we show up to a park and no one That's shows great. up, I play the, the scientist. <laughs> we <laughs> could, we could probably do a, a whole fucking... Oops, sorry. That's <laughs> a whole TED good. talk. <laughs> a whole TED talk on, uh, on guerrilla filmmaking. Oh, yeah. Um, that's our... That's our well, you, you mean like, like you're not pulling permits for, for every yeah. place you're, you're running? <laughs> Fun fact, you don't actually have to if the crew's small enough. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, we sure so like was in some kind of loophole. We we did our mm-hmm. work, our our sorry, mm-hmm. homework. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like whenever I go I, droning, I just try to like not tell anybody I'm going. Just you know, yeah, <laughs> I'm not out here. Nobody knows I'm here doing anything. And now, yeah, if it's just, yeah, if it's just so like three of you, you're just a bunch of friends making a making a home video. Yeah, it's like we're just yeah. chilling. We're, we're we're testing out our, our new toys. <laughs> So, but I mean, in all honesty, like the production value on that is fantastic. And, you know, it's, oh, thank you. What, thank you. what are you guys talking then through, um, you make the pilot, I guess, so to speak, how does it turn into a web series and then talk about, I'm going to bring a uh, share screen maybe as you talk, but, yeah. um, how does this get into, uh, spark TV fantasy network? Walk me through that. What happens after you make the, the pilot? Like well, it, gets, it gets wild from yeah. there because we yeah, just yeah. made it, like I said, for fun. And also we had cut our teeth on like not genre-based things. So we really were just swinging for it. And uh, we made the short film, the first one, and we were already starting to think, okay, how can we stretch it out and take the characters to new places and stuff? We were just worrying about that. And then I'm I'm submitting it to places trying to see who who's going to pick it up right or not right. not really pick it up but like could we get this into a festival because yeah, that's what you do with your short film you know and um we get we no you know what i remember how it happened so we get a um or i get a text from a friend of mine who i met in college and he listens to a podcast called forget the box and Forget the Box is a, um, I didn't know this, is a podcast run by some people who run a company called Stairable. It's literally run by like the CEO and CFO of that company. Um, and I put our um, pilot up on Stairable just so that okay. it, it, that used to be, it's, it's not anymore, but it used to be like a, a web series uh, hosting site where you can just go and people, anyone can post our web series and then you can go on there and check it out. And it's just sure. for web series. Mm-hmm. And uh, they do um, they do a podcast where they talk about their favorite stuff from the show, and we got reviewed on there. I had no idea, and it had been out for a while. And uh, my friend texted it to me and said, "Hey, I listened to this podcast, and they're talking about you." And I was like, "What the hell are you talking what? about?" Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah, what? "I hope it's good." Like, did they say they liked it? Or- <laughs> oh yeah, and I remember the exact like sentence where the guy said, "So he like reviewed the show. He talked about how much he liked it, and then he just said." If Wyatt Moore is listening, can you please make some more of this? Because there's not enough. Because there was only That's like great. two episodes out. And I was like, I guess we're making more. And so I just. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, damn it. I only had one episode worth of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm that was my initial reaction. I'm not going to lie. Because I was like, ah, I only thought of the one invention. I don't know how much more clever I can be. So let's see what happens. <laughs> so you get like, you get some good response. Where does that, does that lead you to say, hey, let's start kind of doing some of these and then how do you do it because i mean you guys have to make money you know what i mean you have to live like how do you do you fit this into your free time like what are you doing when you're putting these together it's gotta be a sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. for oh, season yeah. one we kind of lucked out i worked like sort of a freelance type gig is my job so i could kind of get off whenever i needed to um and wyatt pulled a uh <laughs> a big faith move and straight up just it worked out yeah, it, it did. It, absolutely. But uh, yeah, he uh, he just left. He quit his job and start and lived off his savings so we could make stuff together. Um, wild. And uh, yeah, I, that's, that's yeah. what a risk, you know? I mean, I know it's yeah, easy right? to say, but holy crap, <laughs> when you actually think about doing it. Yeah, well, the thing about it, too, is I felt a little safe because I, I had a few like production gigs kind of lined up like here and not not a lot, but like a, enough where I was like, this will be okay right. for a while until I figure right. myself out. And then 
Um, I actually went to the Long Beach Community Action Partnership because they were looking for a film instructor. And um, I was like, it was only a couple days a week. I could fit it in easily with my schedule. Um, and that laid the groundwork for me writing the curriculum and thinking I could do more with this. And that's why I work where I work now. So it actually, the inventor and that that whole time period was really important for where I ended up going. So that that's actually... I didn't think about that either. It was a very eye-opening interview for me. Like, oh, <laughs> you, you, you should take notes. Like it's it's a good script. Um, <laughs> but so, do you then? Because you had mentioned in the when we were chatting, like how you had gotten it to and explain like the Fantasy Network and Spark TV. Like what what are these uh, channels or mediums? Maybe for yeah. people who aren't aren't familiar. Well, I can tee up how we met the people at Fantasy Network, and then Tyler can talk about that because that I was hands off for that one. So (laughs) we um, so we get reviewed on Forget the Box, and then we're like, well, let's see what else we can do. Uh, The festival that we that we decide to go to is in New York City. It's run by the Terrible because we're like, well, they they like us already. Why not give it a shot? And so we (laughs) traveled to New York uh, to go for the festival, and they have um, like a lot of festivals do, like these like networking things and, and whatnot. Um, and that's where Tyler met um, Ben, the CEO of the Fantasy mm-hmm. Network. Mm-hmm. It was we were doing like a speed round robin, like speed dating thing for networking. Sure. Um, and it was really funny because we get there and we're all like, oh, we don't know all this stuff. We don't need to go to any of these, <laughs> any of these <laughs> events, cool. any of this networking yeah. stuff. Why we thought that, I will never know. But that's that was maybe because yeah. it was like 130 <laughs> degrees in New York while we were in the festival. And we were. Really I just associate making time. this show at all times with extreme heat. That's just yeah. For, it seems that way. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, we're do, I'm doing this round robin speed dating thing, and Ben and I line up and we start talking. And he uh, he was like, "So what are you doing here? Like, what what brings you to the festival?" And I start explaining the show, and he goes, "That sounds that sounds exactly like something we would want." on our uh, service. Can we, can we do lunch? <laughs> and yeah, you know, okay. I'm trying to keep it together. Cause like, what? <laughs> the only thing what? I hear about it is Tyler <laughs> comes up to me and was like, Hey, we're getting lunch with the CEO of the streaming service. And I was like, yeah, all right. How funny. <laughs> what is the, I mean, is a fantasy network like a uh, Netflix for fantasy, that type of mm-hmm. genre, right? Is that what yeah. It's, yep. it's a streaming service wholly dedicated to sci-fi and fantasy content of an independent nature um yeah. there it's a beautiful place it really 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 is yeah. um it's a bunch of people who really really care about the stories that they're telling and it's a it's a network uh for them to share those stories and that's why it's it's we're very very lucky to have met these guys <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely so what you um, go get lunch like hopefully somewhere with air conditioning and then <laughs> I drank like three what? iced teas uh, <laughs> vigorously. So like how I mean it's always interesting like how do these things kind of matriculate to actually turn into a deal like do, do you gotta get information from each other and check back and mm-hmm. yeah it, so it really we we were talking like a very yeah. casual conversation where mm-hmm. we kind of just got to know each other I felt like it was. In hindsight, it was probably more like an interview of sorts where he was just wondering, do I want to, like, you know, associate with these guys? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we reached out to him, uh, like, a while after the festival um, because we had exchanged information, and and, uh, he was excited. And that's Mm. the thing is we go on the Fantasy Network, and we get uh, we share it out to people and tell them to start watching it, and they get excited about it. Um, And that's what leads us to a season two, just enough people talking to us about, Mm -hmm. can you can you do more? And we thought we we do want to do more. But if we do, we're not going to just see what happens and go in with like a one dollar budget per episode. Like, let's see Mm -hmm. what we could really 
let's see how how much can we squeeze this this stone until it's completely dry. Well, because at some point, <laughs> like it's it's like a labor of love. But then if you're like, hey, we have this opportunity, I want to make sure I'm putting out a really good thing and not yeah. just throwing it together. You know, exactly. and I'm sure you have to massage that. Is a good balance, I would imagine. Yeah, Ben and the people at the Fantasy Network were actually huge resources for that. Because um, we have some experience crowdfunding, but typically before meeting Ben and that whole team, our crowdfunding campaigns were just ways for our grandparents to, <laughs> yeah, to <laughs> pay for our short films. Our, yeah, exactly. Uh, and there's always going to be that. Right. There's always going right. to be that aspect of what we do. But uh, meeting Ben... And some of the other people we just kind of met along the way, um, it, we were allowed, to, we were able to. Uh, they essentially talk out walked us through a lot of the things, and, yeah, that yeah. you don't think about when you first start doing, which I definitely didn't think about, um, mm -hmm. in terms of not only how to get the word out there, but also how to frame it so that it's your your intentions are clear and all that stuff. But um, they're very good at crowdfunding. A lot of their projects on the Fantasy Network are crowdfunded, so they have meetings with creators. Um, who who need some help basically us because we were still you know young sure and uh walked us through and other creators through how to get how to get the ball rolling and mm -hmm. they were good enough at it to where we the the project hit its funding goal in like two days mm -hmm. of being up on kickstarter and which was uh, yeah. yours crazy yeah <laughs> does it work oh wow okay me. i didn't know it. Yeah. yeah yep we put up season Cause you... two because we we had a patreon going where we were releasing like behind the scenes stuff and whatnot and okay. we once we launched a Kickstarter, we're like, all right, we should only need like three thousand more dollars, and that was to fill it. We already had all the other stuff kind of accounted for, and that's a whole other story on how we got all this stuff together with very little funding to begin with, like all the resources. But right. um, we only needed three thousand more dollars to bridge the gap, and in two days we hit three thousand dollars, and we were like, uh, we did not see that coming at all. <laughs> and so we didn't understand stretch goals or any of that stuff. So we didn't we really have a plan for all that. that. We didn't really, yeah. I don't even think we really expected to fully hit our goal. We thought we'd get close. Yeah. But we didn't expect yeah. nearly the response that we got. And then we had to like, like, well, okay, but it happens um, fast too, right? It, oh, yeah. You get it. It's yeah. Like, it's like, oh, Hey guys, now you have to start doing it tomorrow. Like <laughs> now it's, as soon like, as it I, happens, you're like, Oh, and that's, I'll say it totally ended up taking over my life because once you once you um, have like the ball rolling and, and obviously there's an interest for it, not just from us. Like there were people who we didn't know who just mm -hmm. saw it on Kickstarter or who were just indie filmmakers who were like, that's fine. And that's how we met actually the producer, uh, Mike Federale, the guy who we've actually been talking to him about um, working on other projects, Post Inventor and stuff yeah. like that. Um, he's a great guy. He he just we were already funded and he sent us an email saying, hey. Could could I give you guys like a lot more? Because there's a producer sure. level that you can you can put in, um, and ended up being a really uh, awesome producer in terms even after the because we were we were um, he was not there for the filming of it, but um, basically a lot a lot more people came out just through the Kickstarter campaign, including Mike. Mm -hmm. Does the streaming aspect of all this stuff now change the game even from ten years ago? Like. In terms of young filmmaker, it seems like you might now have more opportunities. I'm not saying it's easy, but you yeah. might have more opportunities where if there wasn't a streaming service back then, I'm sure like 15, 20 years ago, you had to, I don't know, make your own DVD and yeah. somebody <laughs> would watch it. Like it, it just seems like having a, hey, there's a fantasy streaming network. Okay. I know there's horror movie streaming networks, you know, yeah, like yeah. it makes sense. Like it makes sense to, to have content on there. It just seems like there's 
there's opportunities there that must be exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's 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 definitely easier to get eyes on your stuff now than yeah. ever before. Um, <laughs> and that's that's definitely been a boon to when we're active. <laughs> um, and we try to take advantage of it as much as we can. Um, it's really important. Uh, eyes are just eyes, right? Like you need you need views. It doesn't really matter. Super. Uh, it's not really super important where they uh, come from. Most of the time, it's just getting your stuff out there is what's most important, especially when you're starting. And the yeah, uh, I have just, just naive idea that we have yeah. to get all our views just on YouTube. So don't put it anywhere else. Don't put it mm-hmm. here, here, or there. Right. And you know, I think these days it's just important to make it available every. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I mean, even right now, like we're streaming, and a lot of this is like a work in progress. But we're on like four different platforms right now, just because <laughs> it's like, why not? And then you have this, you have this content after the fact as well. So yeah, absolutely it makes a lot of sense. How also with filmmaking itself, I would imagine being a 18 year old now going into film school has got to be light years different than it was 10 years ago and especially 15 years ago. Cause now, I mean, you, we all know that there's been films filmed on cell phones, you know, yeah. and it's, how does, does that kind of change? Like, do you feel like a grumpy old man already because <laughs> of all the new stuff or, or is it, is it exciting to have technology like that available? Like what are your I, thoughts on I don't want to speak for Wyatt, but uh, (laughs) it's cool for me because it's like the like resolution doesn't matter as much anymore, you know, because every iPhone can shoot like the modern, the new iPhone can shoot in 4K with the right app, just like Mm -hmm. most cameras can shoot in 4K. So it's like that isn't as much of a draw as it was even five years ago. Um, The ease of like good audio equipment. I mean the best audio equipment is still way expensive, sure. but yeah. good passable stuff is super accessible. So it feels more and more like the focus is becoming more and more on whether or not people just like what you're doing. Yeah. Or you're good. Your like content, everyone can, yeah. Everyone can pick up a paintbrush. Right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it doesn't, not everybody can use it effectively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best it's way to like, put it. It yeah. like evens the playing field now more yeah. than ever because if we all have the same 4K resolution phones like or, or cameras in our pockets, then it really is just about are you telling a good story and are you doing it in an engaging way? And that's mm-hmm. it. That's all that's all there is to it. Do mm-hmm. you do you like the TikTok type social media? I mean, when you look at stuff like that, is it interesting to you? Because I like there's some TikToks that are telling stories and are very creative, and you're like, you could tell that this person, like, I want to follow them. And then the other half is just you know, narcissism. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm still learning about like vertical video and all that. Um, I just learned how to edit on there a little bit because at this point you kind of have to for almost everything now. Um, It's it's, something I didn't expect. And like I said, I'm still trying to learn it. Like when I was in college, I had had like my nose to the grindstone with like I was either at school or at work. And so a lot of stuff like developed way past my understanding. So I'm like catching up with all of it. A lot of my students use it and whatnot. I think there is definitely a future in more vertical content and that becoming more mm-hmm. of a thing and a lot shorter stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if scripted or narrative content like ours is going to is going to exist in the way that it does right now on that kind of platform. Like it, the content itself is going to have to change to match that style or how that works. Yeah, I think I mean, when you open your phone, it. you're not looking for. 
you're not looking for the inventor on on TikTok. It just doesn't. I agree. Yeah. At least now it doesn't line up. You're in there for the quick hitters. For, exactly. For that. And, yeah. That's why it's nice to have the fantasy network. It's like you know, yeah. I'm, I this I'm going for content that I don't have to go through Netflix and find a million genres. Like yeah. this is the genre <laughs> I want. Exactly. So yeah, what? How does the the series then work? I mean, can you talk about the overall? We can watch everything. How many total episodes are there? I'll bring up the. Oh, good question. So the first season, uh, we just kind of kept making more of them. Like I said, for about a dollar an episode for as long as we could <laughs> until until we until I ended up basically moving. Um, and then when the second season came along, um, that one was every episode was scripted out well ahead. Of, it was a, basically a whole other experience. It was like we scripted the whole thing out ahead of time. It has an overarching story, but each episode could, for the most part, be enjoyed on its own as well. Um, on our uh, YouTube, we just made a new playlist that's for standalone episodes that there's like four of them in there that is truly, at least in my opinion, you can watch these in any order and it won't matter. Um, so there we go. Where is it? There standalone. Ep- yep. So those one that would be, at least to me, the first episode of season one, the second episode of season one, and then the first and second episode of season two are kind of just you can watch. It's basically just like a, a, an episode of a sitcom where yeah. you can watch it in one sitting goes back to lessons learned season one we were chasing the release date every single time every single episode would released like a week later than we wanted it to and was a scramble fest and we were all stressed out so second season rolls around we're like we're not posting anything until we're ready so it's it was like a good development yeah Yeah. exactly we were able to like not only map out the whole season and script it that way and everything, but we had a, a release date calendar for each one, like there you go, like months ahead of time, so we knew. Um, and you know, you can really make sure that it's perfect. And we go so through rounds of notes and stuff too. Where are we at now? Why I know it, we talked about this before we started, but you, I mean, you're in uh, Milwaukee. You you work with local schools there. You teach film, which is awesome. And, and time, yeah. you know, we said you're you're in California. Are are you? going to be making new episodes or what what's the plan now like what are Good you question. Going to look at this? that's always the, the tough like, question with know. with the inventor because it's something that yeah. we never intended to be doing for more than just like a, a weekend one time so it's mm-hmm. like <laughs> uh, it basically we're we're willing to make it as long as there's like a a, a desire for it to be made because we we do like making it however with um with both seasons because I'm I'm in Milwaukee and he's in LA and there's mm-hmm. we both have like full job full time jobs and whatnot. It gets harder to do, but we and it, and it can be super stressful, especially with the, the zero budget situation where we have, yeah. like we said, props getting flown in from everywhere and people coming to help just because <laughs> people doing you favors and yeah, yeah mm-hmm. with so yeah. many mm-hmm. favors and like handshake deals to get it and made after a while. And, like, yeah, yeah. and overnight shoots, which that's my favorite story is Tyler's experience. That's his least favorite story. Of our overnight shoot and like, um, what's that? What's that? Now you gotta tell us. We might as well we can get one good story in here. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you up till uh, up till my my story ends and to- Tyler's begins at that night. So shout out to Dark Side Games who let us film in there for free. My brother manages mm-hmm. that store and he's also Miller in the show. Uh, so okay, he um he he talked to his bosses because they had a a big like open floor plan in this. Uh, it's a Magic the Gathering game shop that they manage and own. Mm-hmm. And it was easy for us to push the tables out of the way and just use it as like a, a studio. We're like, oh, we just saved thousands of dollars not having to rent the studio. <laughs> we, yeah. we just have to film it between the hours of like 
10 p.m. and like Five. yeah exactly yeah. so we we go to our first overnight shoot we had built set walls to bring in and hang up with the sandbags and everything so that it could you know look like the room it was supposed to be a county records office that they're breaking into and we show up at closing time um, even a little bit earlier so like customers are leaving we're walking in these set walls mm -hmm. and, and being obnoxious and we're moving the tables out of the way we're setting them up we're getting everything ready to go and uh uh, we get the kit. We do the first uh, setup. We get the lights ready to go. Everything. We prepped all the actors. So we had an uh, actor from the area who was there. We had, oh no, two actors from the area that were there. Miles is there in costume, ready to go. And Tyler's not there yet. And we're all sweating because we only have all of the accoutrement, the set walls, the truck, uh, the sure. people there for that one night. Right. <laughs> and uh, we were supposed to start rolling by midnight. And uh, Tyler and I are texting back and forth because he's having some problems. I'll let him take it from here because he tells it way better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> so my car had been, uh, I had survived two cross country road trips, the holiday season of 2020. Um, okay. And uh, on my way back, it started to do this really fun thing where it would like <laughs> growl at me for no reason. Um, I took it to like the shop's so many times and they were like we don't know we changed we the it to a church everything seems okay Who, yeah yeah exactly exorcism on it. There you, you need an exorcist <laughs> um call your call your priest uh but it was fine i was like there's a engine light that's red and blinks at me is that a problem they're like nah you're fine it's like okay cool i'm driving i've drove it to work every day that week um and no problems whatsoever drive i get it i get in with my girlfriend who was one of our uh lovely friends who volunteered <laughs> their time to help on the show and we get about five minutes away from our five miles sorry away from our uh our house mm -hmm. and it just stops it just does the nice the like no growl no grumble, whimper, cough like, yeah. death. <laughs> yeah. so i'm stuck on the side of the road with a car that's smoking and he I has half the gear in his car, by the way. I have, half, yes, I have half, half the gear, gear in my car. Yep. <laughs> so we're missing um, like we're missing a few costumes. Like a, we're missing half the lights. We don't have the tripod. I think is what get, we did. Get like have. an Uber XL, right? And just well, I called I called a tow truck. <laughs> right? That's what I, I. Yeah, that's what I would call the tow truck. Uh, <laughs> and the first one was like, "Sure, I'll be there in two hours." And we were like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> uh, yeah. And well, uh, yeah. he was like, two hours." So two hours later, uh, he canceled. And then <laughs> we called and we were like, I need a new tow truck like now. So like whoever you pick hours. needs to come right here. Meanwhile, and they did, said, we're scrambling around trying yeah. to get any shot that doesn't have Tyler in it. And there aren't many. So At least you're thinking outside the yeah. box. I yeah. like that. You're continuing to move. Yeah. Long, horrible story short, we finally get back to my apartment because we they wouldn't tell us to set. They had to because it was way too far away. So they, we get back to our apartment and we call the Uber XL that we're going to need to take. But at this point, it's like two thirty in the morning. Um, so that takes another hour and a half, and then it's like a thirty-minute ride to get to set. Oh. All in all, my girlfriend and I were just waiting outside of our apartment with all this camera equipment and lighting gear and all this stuff until like three thirty in the morning. Five Uber Ubers canceled. Mm -hmm. They were almost Five. there and then canceled. And I'm not mm -hmm. making that number up. Because he was yeah. doing it, and I was using my. You must have, do you have like a it. low Uber rider score? It happened to me too. I, like I mean, this guy, he's got like <laughs> he's bringing lighting equipment. I just like, so no we way. ended up using the uh, part of the production's budget to get like the Uber luxury because they, I figured they won't cancel, and they didn't. Uh, but it ended yeah. up being like three hundred bucks just to get him <laughs> and all the equipment there. 
that's just there, not to get him home. We didn't start filming until like four a.m. And then you have to, then you have to film. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. until like, like nine o'clock the next morning, like that morning. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's so like it was the like a this, oh. yeah. Because we had to think, yeah, you'd yeah. get everything out and put the store completely back the way we found it before they opened right. the next day. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that was a fun night. But hey, we did it. We pulled it off. We only had somehow. to add a couple pickups. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow. Oh boy. Which is why, so. I mean, you guys. I would just imagine. You know, wherever this leads, you're gonna continue then to at least do something. Like, it, oh, you know, yeah. I, I know that you kind of you can't say with it. Like, who knows where this continues to go if you make more yeah. of them, but. You know, you're you're going to continue to at least. Yeah. Do you have anything else to plug? By all means. Well, we have one more episode coming out, coming out this okay. Friday. Um, that'll be out on the Fantasy Network. So they're not going to be out on uh, YouTube right away. They're going to show up on the Fantasy Network first. So if you want to see it before everyone else, you got to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, and our first season is now airing on Spark TV every week. So um, up on Monday, uh, episode three of season one is airing on Spark TV. So you can catch that. Spark TV is similar. I know. I don't know if I'm. It's similar. So they treat it like um, like television. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so it's like live for independent content. Yeah, we Five submitted to them. Nothing. Too. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You spend more of that on Spotify. You don't yeah. <laughs> listen to it. And so you'll see episodes. You'll see the finale, and episode six is also exclusive to there right now as well. So awesome. There you go. Well, guys, this is this has been a lot of fun. I'm glad that we were able to connect, and it's 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 always great to you know see guys or see anybody from the area doing great things wherever they are. And um, we're gonna we're gonna start diving in and watching tonight. I, I've oh, watched, awesome! I've watched you a few. I mean, we we just started talking, so we watched you a few. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is right up our alley. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna dive in. There you go. Well, I uh, thanks for having us. I had a great yeah. Time. So, this was fun. And I this was re- really fun. I appreciate it. We'll come back anytime, guys. I dropped yeah. everything in the notes, um, in the comments. Uh, I dropped all the links. If you guys want to check it out, you can check our show notes later. Um, I want to thank our sponsors. Quick, I've been running this all day. Arts Quest, Molly's Irish Grill and Sports Club, and Michael Bertadin with Remax Realty. Ooh. Really appreciate them for uh, continuing to support us. We have some some more fun partners coming in uh, this year. We're excited. It allows us to do you know shows like this. This is fun. I'm so glad. Like we met each other, yeah. and now you know who knows. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Hey, I, I had a great time just getting to know you. So don't, no, you know, I don't lose touch. <laughs> yeah, and thank you to everybody who watched. Um, we appreciate it. Be sure that you guys check out the inventor and Wyatt and Tyler from across the United States, uh, from from the Lehigh Valley. We we appreciate you and thank you. We yes. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yes. Thank you very we much. We appreciate the valley. All right. Hey, stay, stay tuned. We're going to end it. Everybody, thank you for watching. You guys hang out for a second. Thank you again to Wyatt and Tyler. Thank you to everybody who listened. Be sure to check out the show notes to get more information on Miller and the Earthling and how you can watch and go binge it. It's a lot of fun. Thank you to our sponsors, Arts Quest, Molly's Irish Grill and Sports Pub in South Bethlehem, and of course, Michael Bernadine with Remax Realty. We appreciate you. We're looking forward to doing some more fun stuff. Get in touch with us if you would like to. Info at lehighvalleywithlovemedia.com. I'm your host, George Wacker. I'll talk to you next week.
Looking for a bigger home? Find Mike. Looking to downsize? Find Mike. Looking for a home in the Poconos? Find Mike. Looking for your very own bat cave? Find Mike. When looking to navigate the Lehigh Valley real estate market, the first move is to always find Mike Bernadin with Howard Schaefer and Associates of Remax Real Estate. He can help you build the right game plan to achieve all your real estate goals. Whether it be a home with 10 bathrooms, a home with a large garage to park your Tesla or vintage Ford Pinto, or just something perfect for you and your family, finding Mike Bernadine is always the best way to go. So what are you waiting for? To make all your Lehigh Valley real estate dreams come true, all you have to do is find Mike Bernadine with Howard Schaefer and Associates of Remax Real Estate.